0: You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 15th of June. The Jazz get thumped in game four. What can we take of it, and what do we see in the three games ahead? It all comes up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan. Which today is not the easiest task. Alive as the Jazz got thumped yesterday in LA, and as someone who was there in the arena, I must tell you the Clippers. In that first quarter, we were not good, but they looked awesome. So we will uh, talk about those things uh, coming up on today's show uh, for you. We'll run through kind of my thoughts on what's going on, some of our concerns, and hopefully find some things to grasp onto uh, before we're done. Today's show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Today, at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode all right here's the big picture thought i have for you to try to i don't know like just a thought when the year started the clippers were at least my pick generally to be the best team in the nba um then brooklyn may have made some moves along the way to get better but the clippers were thought to be the best team at least that's how i felt all year so if you had told me that the jazz had a chance, and had earned the right to have a chance to play the Clippers in a three-game series to advance, and they got two of the three at home, I'd be all in. It's much better chance. I would a 100 times out of 100 times taking that to start the year. Much better scenario than I could have ever imagined. And then if you want to add, oh, by the way, the Lakers are out, so I don't actually have to go Clippers. So this, if you told me I had two of three games to beat the Clippers and two of them were at home and I get in. And if, if that's the case, I I get to the Western conference finals and I don't have to play the Lakers. I, I, I'm a hundred percent taking that when the season starts hundred percent, hundred out of a hundred times. So it's a bit dire. They're really, really good. They looked great. They've plugged in. They've discovered things. I'm not sure what our counters are to them. And if they get us in the next two, then you know what? You tip your hat. Like, at that point, they just beat us four in a row. We, like, haven't lost that many games all year. Um, but if you told me also we have two out of three chances to beat them, I would like to be healthy. I'd like to have Mike Conley. I'd like a lot of things. Um, but I would take this chance. So that's kind of where I am. Let, let, let's walk through um, what's happening. Let's start on the Jazz offensive end of the of the ball. Um First thing, it's not good, it's not catastrophic. Um, the offense last night turned out to be a 113.7, which is kind of a middle of pack game for us, a little below our average. It's we we weren't we weren't great um last night, but it's it wasn't it wasn't catastrophic. Our shot quality was kind of exactly what it's been all year long. We actually shot it pretty well. The thing is, they were incredible defensively. Uh, And this is one that by being in the building and and seeing the defense was amazing. On television, maybe it looked like we made bad passes or whatever it might be. I'm telling you from where our location was at the broadcast site, which was on the Clippers defensive side a little bit, they, they were everywhere. They rotate, they're switching everything but they're also rotating out of switches and playing off people and getting into passing lanes and shifting in. And then Batum is like hovering and Rudy rolls and there's kind of an extra guy hovering there, but he can get back to the shooter. I mean, they've got four guys that are 6'8, 220 pounds that are interchangeably switching. And their one bad defender is Reggie Jackson. And they've made a really smart move. They have put him on Royce O'Neal. And so, Without Mike, what they have really truly done, in my opinion, is figured out how to play the jazz without Mike Conley. We're not as potent a team without Mike Conley. We're not as we don't have as many options in depth. And so, you know, one of the main options is is Boyan Bogdanovich. Well, they are now starting every game with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard guarding Donovan Mitchell. And they're the next one is that they're going and having Boyan Bogdanovich Guarding, guarded by Paul George. And Boyan, so far in the series, when guarded by Paul George, is 2 of 7. And when guarded by Kawhi Leonard is 1 of 7. Like, those are really tough matchups. When he had Marcus Morris Sr. in the first game, he went 4 of 8. He can handle that. When he had Nicholas Batum, because they switched him over, he went 4 of 5. But they've made a change that, like, okay, wait a sec. You have... Only Donovan Mitchell, and if we double him, and then you have Boyan Bogdanovich as your only other scorer, we're going to take him out by just guarding him with one of our elite six foot eight, two hundred twenty pound wings. And Boyan has is, is been a non weapon the last two games for the most part. I mean, you can you can find some numbers that are okay. I would generally argue that the only box score you really need to look at from last night is probably halftime. All right, we made a run to ten. We got it down a few times or a few moments, but I think truthfully, like that game's pretty much over at halftime. It might be over at the end of the first quarter if we're we're being completely honest about it. And at halftime, Boyan Bogdanovich is one of five with four points and he's minus 21 on the floor. Joe Ingles has hit three threes. He has nine points at halftime. Jordan Clarkson's two of nine. Boyan Bogdanovich is one of five. So... They have figured out what they want to do defensively to us. They're going to switch one through five. And then uniquely, when they go to Zubak for their about 12 minutes a night of Zubak, we talked about this the other day. This was actually the moment where if you were listening to the podcast the other night, you probably could tell I was concerned. When I saw this, I was like, uh-oh. So the other, so they're taking Zubak, and he comes in the game, not entirely... But kind of when Donovan Mitchell leaves the game, Zubak generally comes in or right around the same time. So Donovan checked out with 146 left and Zubak came in with three minutes left. And then Zubak stays in the game until Donovan returns. They both went out nine thirty, about the 930 mark and they switch all of the pick and rolls with Zubach because they're not worried about Joe Ingles switching or Joe Ingles beating you. On the pick and roll, they they absolutely matched some of that the other night. Um, they did it a little differently because we substituted Joe Ingles out differently and played Donovan more in the fourth, and then we had success. And then when we came back, they did the same thing, and we didn't have success. Um, it wasn't as I mean, Donovan played almost every minute of this. This was not as big a deal, but th- they have they have figured out their answers of what they're doing to us defensively. They're switching everything. They're trying, and it was almost like in the middle of the third quarter, the Clippers, or maybe fourth, the Clippers toyed with us. It was like they tried all their other stuff, not, and it didn't work again, and we went on a 16-4 to run. They're like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. That was just a check. And see whether if we put Rudy Gobert back into the pick and roll, whether oh yeah we actually can't score, and if we play Joe Ingles on the offensive side and let him play pick and roll, oh yeah he does he does beat us. He was uh, it really almost felt that way, but their their length and their commitment defensively was incredible. Their rotations were amazing. I mean there is a play in which, you know. Early in the game, Donovan drives and the kickout passes to Boyan. He should be wide open, and by the time he gets the ball, Marcus Morris is on his lap, who's already impacted the play in another spot. The pass Kawhi Leonard steals at the top from Royce on, on a pass back to Royce O'Neal by Donovan. I, I do think that Royce O'Neal should have actually moved a little bit behind Donovan to make himself more available for a pass. Nonetheless, Kawhi Leonard stops the ball handler, bumps the roller, and gets out and intercepts the pass they're aware of where the next pass is going or it's intended to go. And they're sitting in those passing lanes. In fact, we only turned it over 11% of the time to me is actually surprising watching the game. And we actually shot it fine. So as much as we're into this, we went down to 229 passes, which is our fewest There are they they've completely kind of that eliminated that we're, We're still kind of getting our picks in. Our isolation game is just absolutely non-existent. And this is where we desperately miss Mike Conley to create opportunities for other people. The reason they're putting Zubak in when Ingles is in and Donovan's out is because they know that we don't have isolation players. And then the last move they're making is that Patrick Beverly is now guarding Royce O'Neal. And when Patrick Beverly guards, excuse me, Patrick Beverly is now guarding Jordan Clarkson. And Jordan Clarkson is actually three of five when guarded by Patrick Beverly, but it's bothering him. It's taking him out of his game when they they can match those two minutes. Clarkson, so far in the series, when guarded by Paul George, longer, more athletic, three of 11. When guarded by Batum, he's four of eight. He actually hasn't been able to take advantage of Luke Kennard. who you would think. Jordan Clarkson's minus 50 for the series. That's not great. And, you know, without Mike Conley, we desperately have to have something from Jordan Clarkson or Boyan Bogdanovich to compliment incredible play of Donovan Mitchell and the Clippers know it. So, you know, Ty Lue was kind of like a laughingstock after the first two games when he fiddled with everything all over the place. He's made some moves. He's begun to understand what we are without Mike Conley. And from a defensive standpoint, they they, they are impressive right now. And their commitment is impressive. I kind of said it after game one. They're, they're the superior team. It wasn't seemingly in their culture to commit for 48 minutes as a group, and they did it last night. And that was... That was massively impressive. All right, we'll talk about the, what they're doing on the offensive side. There's unfortunately two plays that we're having a very, very hard time guarding, and that's far more concerning to me, frankly, than anything that's going on that we just talked about. Um, and I, I, don't, uh, I got three things we're going to hit on here, and hopefully by tomorrow I have answers for you. But for today, I'm going to tell you what's going on with it, and it's really, really difficult um, on that and uh tomorrow i'll try to have some answers and and some some analysis of of what we can do next but as of right now i'll i'll give you the two things that have me have Particularly concerned today's show is brought to you by my good friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Linden and located in Logan. It's been really fun. A bunch of people recently have come by and uh, or emailed me at dlock09 at gmail.com and said, Hey, I want to have a, a Hyundai meeting and uh, setting it up for you. I want to give you that VIP treatment at any of the Hyundai locations. You can check out the 2021 Elantra, it is the North American car of the year I'm driving it right now. It's been fabulous. Uh, I went to turn it in like I'm supposed to, and Brock was, uh, was like, uh, yeah, um, actually, can you keep it longer? I was like, yeah, there's really nothing wrong with 45 miles a gallon right now. I can't think of anything I have as a problem with that. So, yeah, I can definitely keep it a little bit longer. That will be great. Uh, the 2021 Elantra, the 2021 Kona is the small little SUV. The Sonata is the souped-up sedan. It's a beautiful lineup of cars, and it's absolutely fabulous, all at Murdoch Hyundai. Today, this week's Michelob player of the week has to be the incredible Donovan Mitchell playing on what feels like half an ankle, just being able to make play after play in the step back jumper at 24 years old, playing up against two guys, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have been to more all-star games and he's been seasons in the league. He had 37 last night on with 13 and 15 at the line plus five rebounds and five assists. He's gone over 30 and six straight playoff games, equaling the, that record of Carl Malone. He has been amazing. Donovan Mitchell is your Michelob Ultra, Ultra, Ultra Player of the Week. Donovan Mitchell has been absolutely everything you'd want. In, like, you talk about being Ultra. Donovan Mitchell was Ultra. It's only a... Worth it if you enjoy it. Watching Donovan Mitchell brings the joy, excitement, and happiness that we want as jazz fans the way Michelob Ultra does with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joys creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Michelob Ultra, Player of the Week, Donovan Mitchell. All right, so we have two plays that I think we're having a hard time guarding, and it's there. I don't have the numbers to find uh, a way to look at it. but um, the, And then we have some some lineup problems. Um, so one is they're playing five out with Zubak off the floor and they spread the floor well enough that they has they have four or five shooters that are all 40% or better and they're just playing, you know, they're doing actually a few more picks and a few more different things every now and then, but really when it gets down to it, Someone's getting in the lane. Rudy Gobert has to come help. And then they kick out to a three-point shooter. The more complicated version of that is that what happened a few times is that Rudy is in the paint. They drive, they kick out, they drive. Rudy now goes back with the guy who drove Because he's now connected him. And the minute they're passing, they're circling back out. Rudy's trying to leave the paint. And the next guy comes in on the drive. Their offensive rating during the playoffs. I don't have just the last two games. During the playoffs, with Zubak off the floor and DeMarcus Cousins off the floor, so you take those minutes away, is a 127.4 they have really found something fairly marvelous with their offense. With those two players off the floor. And it's hard to guard. Quinn kind of said on our coaches show, you've got to give something up. And I, I hate to say it, but I think you're giving up the three. And then that gets into a real problem for us because we're supposed to have a math advantage here. Like, we built our whole team all season long on trying to have a math advantage in that we, you know, we're taking more threes than the opponent. Well, the Clippers are really, really good at it. Last night, the Clippers got 19 catch-and-shoot threes, which is actually a little low for them, and they hit nine of them, which is not that low for them. They shot 47%. That's kind of, it's not crazy off what they did in this regular season. In the two games that they just won, they took eighteen catch and shoot threes and they made fifty percent. That's a little high, but it's not crazy. They had an inordinate shooting game in game number three last night, not as much. Last night they shot it well, but they it wasn't there was nothing outrageous to their shooting last night. So that is problematic because, you know, fine, Rudy's going to make an impact, but they're going to drive multiple times. They want no part of Rudy in the paint. They're not shooting Rudy's in the paint. But they're able to get other stuff. They were in 37 isolations the other night. That's just a tremendous amount. The second one is Kawhi Leonard isolated at the free throw line with shooters all around him. This is particularly difficult because of the fact that with the shooters all around him, if Rudy's on the floor, Rudy's actually further away from the basket almost than Kawhi Leonard. And if he's not, then Kawhi Leonard at the free throw line has this very simple, easy pass he can make to any of the shooters if, if Rudy's actually back in the paint. The third, second thing they're doing is if Favors is on the floor in that circumstance, they're just going at him. At a, I mean, Favors is 6'9", six, 6'10", six, and these guys are, frankly, not like, they're not that much smaller, so they're not, like, bothered by having Derek in there, and so they just go attack Derek to their credit. Like, give them credit. They're doing it. Doing a really good job in game one of the series, Derek's pick and roll defense was outstanding. In game two of the series and game three of the series, they scored almost a point and a half, I think, every time Derek was involved in the pick and roll. Now, last night, the Jazz did a better job and favors wasn't involved as much, and they defended it better. Derek had a really good stretch. In that, I think, first quarter, second quarter of the ball game, where he, he defended it, he defended it much better. But the Jazz are doing that, the, that's their play. Kawhi Leonard sitting at the free throw line. He's catching the ball much lower in the last games than he did earlier in the series. And those are really, really, really hard. The Jazz know what they can do defensively to be successful, and they know what they can do offensively to be successful. The Clippers are so versatile with so many different options offensively and defensively in their lineups that they're right now able to avoid all of the things the Jazz do really, really well. Rudy Gobert is the best pick-and-roll defender in all of the NBA by, like, a million miles He's far and away the best pick-and-roll defender in the league. And they're not having success on it. They actually ran a lot of pick-and-rolls at Rudy Gobert last night. Almost like they were testing it again to see if it's working. They got less than a point of possession. It didn't work. But they don't need to do it. They have figured out ways to not do it. The other thing the Jazz are great at is not allowing three-point shots. But... If you're going to allow Rudy to get back to the rim, you have to allow an open three-point shooter. And then this is how they end up getting open three-point shots. So those are the really complicated things for the Jazz defensively and offensively. We'll touch on a few other notes with lineups and things like that. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just trying to explain. And frankly, we're playing a great basketball team. If you've listened to this podcast, you know what I've said they're the best team in the league all year long. I'm not trying to say I told you so. That's that would be really crappy of me. But like I, I I I am much more in the school of thought right now of that the Clippers have made the right adjustments with an incredibly versatile roster on a team that's without Mike Conley, and they have figured out how to play us without Mike Conley. And us trying to play with Mike, without Mike Conley is a really difficult task for us in this matchup. That's, that's kind of, that's my take. If you want my one sentence takeaway of where we are at this moment, there's some lineup stuff, some other stuff. I'm going to look at some good stuff, hopefully try to find something else. I got one really, really positive note coming up here in in just one second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at rock auto. Rock Auto is a family owned business that gives you reliably low prices and does it the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. It's for auto parts customers, and it's been online for over 20 years. Shop for auto and body parts with hundreds of manufacturers, endless selection rather than being limited by what the brick-and-mortar selection is and by limited by their prices and their selection. Best of all, Rock Autos are always reliably low prices. So go to Rock Auto right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the How'd You Hear About Us box so they know who sent you. It's rockauto.com, serving auto customers for the last 20 years with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, the odds are probably no longer favoring the Jazz Nets, I would assume, as the number one option for the NBA Finals. Let's see. The Suns are now the favorite to win the West at plus 120. The Jazz are still plus 190. The Clippers plus 225. So that's some good news. Odds to win the championship. Brooklyn plus 325. Equal with Phoenix at plus 325. With Milwaukee at plus 360. And the Jazz at plus 475. And the Clippers at 550. So still believing in the Jazz. The series line is the Jazz minus 130. With the Clippers plus 110 at betonline.ag. And the most likely matchups for the NBA Finals, they don't actually have anymore. It's gotten too small. They do have NBA future or NBA specials. The next head coach of the Boston Celtics, they have Chauncey Billups, Uma Udoka, or Kara Lawson as the favorites. Dame Lillard's next team, if traded, Knicks, Sixers, Heat, Lakers, Clippers, Celtics—is there? Guess is there. By the way, keep an eye on the name Tony Bennett, and keep an eye on the name Brent Barry for coaching jobs. Just keep a little eye on those two names. BetOnline.ag, fifty percent welcome bonus with the promo code LockedOn. Here's your good news. Over the last two games, our starters are still plus seven. Let's let's see if we can get a bunch of good news here. Plus seven. Rudy Gobert on the floor. Our defensive rating is still a 111. I do think we're going to have to probably stretch out Rudy Gobert. The defensive rating with favors on the floor in the last two games is a 146. It's not great. Um, our last night, I don't think any of the numbers look good for anyone. But in the first quarter, or for the night, Rudy's defensive rating was a 111. Faves was a 155. So when Gobert was off the floor, is a 155. This is not all on Faves, frankly. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's minus 50 is a real issue. And the offensive rating in the first quarter with Clarkson was a 46. It was bad for everybody. Rudy's defensive rating was not good at the first quarter at all. In the second quarter, he tightened up, but the offense was bad. And the defensive ratings for Ingles and Donovan and Jordan Clarkson and Derek Favors in the second quarter last night were abomination. They scored about two points of possession in some of those stretches. Now, we're not getting anything in transition. We had no fast break points. We'll get that back. They had excessive amount of fast break points. It's a problem. They end up with 14 transition opportunities. We end up with 4. Like we'll fix that. We got we almost need to play with a reckless abandonment early. They've abandoned the pick game cuz they know that that's what we do. They're they're they are covering up their weaknesses very well. All the things that we thought we could do to them—they're not a very good pick and roll defensive team against the ball handler. They're just not letting us run pick and roll. There, we could take advantage of that. They wouldn't run pick and roll very well against us because we have Rudy. They've stopped doing that. You know, give them credit. Some of it's, some of it's well orchestrated. Some other lineup notes for you just over the last two games, the Donovan Mitchell, the, you, you end up actually playing, like our starting line has played 28 minutes. Our bench unit, which is predominant bench unit, which is with Donovan on the floor, with Royce O'Neill, Jordan Clarkson, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Derek Favors. So Ingles is off because he's waiting to come back as point guard, and Gobert is off for Favors. We're actually Okay. In, in, considering we got waxed in both games, we're a minus four. It's not awful. Some of the other short-term lineups are are a problem. Clarkson coming in for Ingles with our starting lineup has been a limited time, but it's not been good. The lineup where Mia Oni's in for what should be Mike Conley, which was our number one lineup of the year, has not been good. <clears throat> our lineup in which Donovan, you know, Donovan and Jordan Clarkson during the year was never a great one for us. We didn't play Donovan and Jordan Clarkson together a great deal during the year. It wasn't a, my memory, I'll have to check and make sure this is true. was not highly successful for us. And we tried to, we, we didn't, you know, our coaching staff's on it. They didn't do it. And now we're kind of forced to do it. Let me see if that's still true. But that was my memory is throughout the year that Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson on the floor together and the Utah Jazz for the year were minus 1.3. Okay, that's not a that's not a good combination for us. And so last night, Donovan and Jordan end up playing for their first stint together for four minutes, were minus three. They play together in their next stint of time. And they were a combined minus ten. Then Jordan stayed in, actually. Uh, so then they got their minus six in that stretch. Jordan comes in in the third quarter where we tried We promptly go minus six with a plus two on the backside of it. So we actually go plus minus four. Like that's not a great combination for us. It was a minus during the season. I don't know that you're going to suddenly take Jordan Clarkson down to 11 minutes in the playoffs right now. 30 might be too much if he's, you know, minus 50 in four games, but I don't know where those minutes are coming from without Mike Conley. But that's that's an example of where we're being taxed because that's our first. Here's some notes on them the last two games. Their starting lineup is plus 9.5. It's not as crazy dominant as you would think. Interestingly enough, some of their Zubak lineups are actually causing us the most problems. And those are often when Donovan's off the floor, which is a part of it. And it's often when Rudy's off the floor. <coughs> Zubak and Rudy is what you're going to hear people. That's actually not true that they're not matching minutes. That's... I'm Zubak is is substituting based on Donovan. I heard some people say that he's based on Rudy and favors. That, that's actually... I don't think that's true. In fact, Favors played his entire first stint without Zubak on the floor. They didn't share a minute on the floor in the first half of that game. So, I'm not sure that that's an accurate observation from people, but I have heard it. As, you know, sometimes... National people are working their butt off doing a great job, but they're like not with, they're not following quite as, as closely. So, no no criticism, but just heard that it's not actually true. One other note on some of their lineups is their really small lineup, which is Batum, George, Leonard, Kennard, and Mann, has played limited, these are limited minutes, have, been able to have, have given us a little bit of a hard time. The crazy one for them is in the last two games, they have played the starting lineup 36 minutes together out of the potential 96, and no other lineup more than seven. So they are riding that group. That group played 19 minutes together last night, and they, they got us pretty good with that lineup. All their other lineups played about three or four minutes. Nothing major. Paul George shoots well, and that Zubach lineup survives. So where does that leave us drawing board and try to figure out and, you know, obviously be great if Mike Conley got healthy, but I I don't have high hopes um, and was able to play. We it's, you know, it's abundantly obvious that the guy, we, the front office move to acquire Mike Conley to beat teams like this was the correct move because we desperately need him. But those are what the Clippers are doing. Those are the adjustments. I'll tomorrow get into what we need to do to win, how we get back at it. And frankly, I go back to where we are. We got two shots, three shots to beat him twice, two of them at home against a team was generally thought to be the best team in the league. Let's see what we can do. That is Locked on Jazz today. Have a good one.